This is Tuesday, July 13th, and we're continuing our study entitled Living Free. And today our text comes from the book of Numbers, chapter 13. We're picking up where we left off yesterday. At the Lord's direction, Moses has selected one representative from each tribe of Israel to go into the land on a reconnaissance mission. Now, we learn that God did not send them into the land so that they might make a decision about whether Israel should go in and take possession of the land. No, the Lord had already given them the land. God's purpose was that they would learn how to best enter, where to settle down, and how to best make use of the land. But ten of the spies returned with a negative report. Today we look at the instructions Moses gave to the spies. This is Numbers 13, verse 17 to 20. Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, Go up into the Negev, go up into the hill country, and see what the land is, and whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, whether they are few or many whether the land that they dwell in is good or bad, whether the cities they dwell in are camps or strongholds, and whether the land is rich or poor, and whether there are trees in it or not. Be of good courage and bring some of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the season of the first ripe grapes. Now we may hear these words and miss the point. Do they live in strongholds or camps? Are their cities fortified? We think that that means that if the cities are strong and fortified, well, we need to worry about that. There's a cause for caution. Fortified cities will be difficult to take possession of. But you see, that was not the point at all. It was almost the opposite. It is the insecure, the fearful, that build great walls, that have elaborate security systems. Yes, the fortified cities will be the signal that the people are afraid, that they live in fear. Indeed, this is what we learn later on, many years later, when Israel takes Jericho captive. The people of Jericho hear that Israel has crossed the Jordan River and is on the way to their city, and we are told that their hearts melted with fear. Yes, the walls of Jericho do not represent their strength as much as they are the symbol of their fears. You see, when the spies went into the land, they completely misread the situation. They return with stories of fortified cities, cities they believe would be impossible to occupy. But the opposite was true. You see, nearly any sign could be read in two or more ways. The superficial reading of the sign of the strongholds told the spies they could not do it. But the deeper meaning was missed. The walls were there because of fear. I remember reading that years ago a shoe company decided to take their business to India. After visiting India, one of the salesmen contacted headquarters and said, we're wasting our time here. Few people even wear shoes. But another salesperson contacted headquarters saying, You won't believe the opportunity here. 
There are millions of people here, and so many of them do not have shoes to wear. Do you see how the same situation can be interpreted in vastly different ways? Oh my, this is so difficult. Almost no one believes in the Lord here. Oh my, what an amazing opportunity there is here to see people come to faith. We hear these different perspectives every day. Now for Israel, what kept them from seeing the truth was leaving God and his promises out of the picture. Without remembering God's promises to give them the land, all they could see were the dangers. Seeing the promises of God would have led them to see the opportunity God provided to them to begin a new life in a land of their own. Of course, this moment for the spies begs the question for us. How do we interpret the events of our lives? How do we see them within the light of God's sovereign love and care? Or do we feel we are a victim of circumstances that unfold randomly? Is it karma at work? Or is it God in Christ redeeming the world in our lives as well? How we think about our lives will determine how we come to live our lives. A few weeks ago in worship, we heard a quote from A.W. Tozer, who said, What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. Now, this may be difficult for you to believe, but what you believe about God will shape your life in a definitive way. If you believe God is for you, God is with you, God cares for you, then you will come to see even your difficulties of signs of His presence and grace. But if God is not for you, or if there is no God, then life looks frightening and cruel, unpredictable and dangerous. Yes, fortified cities will look like impossible obstacles rather than opportunities to see the power and salvation of God. And this is what Israel had to learn. They had to learn to trust the Lord, and so do we. Now, of course, God doesn't promise that no difficulties will ever come our way. He promises His presence and His grace at every turn. You say, how do we know this is true? Jesus came to reveal and demonstrate the love of God for us. He shows us how great is the love of the Father and how determined He is to save. We know because of Jesus that nothing can separate us from the love of God for us in Christ Jesus. Let's pray together. Holy Father, we're often trapped by fears, stuck, unable to move forward. Help us to keep our eyes on you. Remind us of Jesus so that we might rest in your steadfast love. For we pray in your name. Amen.